so that's one, five, two. Okay. Go ahead. It's on Parenting Radio, one, five, two. episode number 152 and that was our daughter who gave the intro nice job whoever skyler is it skyler uh-huh. cameron was first uh-huh nice job skyler so zen parenting radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad we have three daughters ages six eight and ten and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent but more importantly become a better you and then um my quote The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Not your quote. And we're going to talk about whose quote that is, or so we think. Let's talk about it now. Well, you know, I was I was kind of reading this last night because our um, listener is it Tamika? Tamika. Yeah, she rocks. She sent us an email saying, "Hey, I think you got the quote from Daniel Siegel." Right. And he says something. If he doesn't say that sentence, he says something so similar Mm -hmm. that we should give him credit. Right. Anyway. Right. Thanks, Daniel Siegel. Um, So, and many of you may know who that is. Um, I didn't. I've heard his name, but I don't know where. Yeah. Well, he's written a lot of books, but the one that um, I was telling Todd last night in graduate school, I had to read Parenting from the Inside Out. And it was kind of that first... Uh, first time I dove into the idea that it's parents who set the tone for the home and set the – and this was before, way before I was a parent. I was in my 20s. And that there are choices that we can make relationship-wise that will shift our children's behavior. It's and, not about we need to force them to do things. In the words of Mr. Miyagi, sweetie, yeah. there's no such thing as a bad teach – no, bad student – there's only a bad teacher. Really? That's kind of a – that's taken all the responsibility. Yeah, that's Miyagi. right. Uh, Miyagi do karate. But what about him forcing him to wax on and wax off? Danielson. Danielson. And paint the fence. What's funny is Pat Morita is the guy's name, and he didn't have any accent at all. Really? Oh, and he Remember? had to create one. He was in Happy Days. Totally. But didn't he kind of have one? I don't think so. And I think he died. Was he Al? Mo- no. What was his name? No, Al is the one that said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So who, what was... Trivia question for Zen Parenting listeners. What was Pat Morita's name in Happy Days? I think I know. I feel like I want to say it. Arnold. No, it wasn't. Was it Arnold? I'm guessing Arnold. The place was called Arnold's or was it called Al's? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. know. Who I do know is Chachi. And I do know... And I do know that he wore a bandana around his leg. Hey, bucko. (laughs) He didn't say bucko. Uh, Richie did. That was Richie. Yeah, he's he liked things like that. He did. Um, so we're talking about holiday cheer. Why are you laughing? <laughs> we got a power pack show today, okay, sweetie. Okay, go. Um, as you drink your coffee. Is it good? <laughs> it is. Oh, I almost spit. Did you go Elijah's or Starbucks I today? I did. I went to Elijah's today. Hey, Garrett. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. So four my, my kids make fun of me because when I go to Elijah's, they say that I say the same thing every time I go in there. Cameron does a really good impersonation of Kathy at Elijah's, <laughs> and it makes us laugh every single time. Because there is some there is some truth. Punch my card? I never say punch my card. You'd say. I never say punch Where'd my card. Where'd she get I it? I hand my card. They're just, they're, they're verbalizing what they see. Really? And I'm handing my card. Okay. But... <laughs> Um, so we're talking about four things to have a wonderful holiday season. Yes. Um, should we say what the four are and then talk about I it? I think we should just start from the be- from the top and first, go down. But first, I want to talk about Helping Hands Maid Services. Okay, they're coming today. By the way, did you know that? Thank goodness, because I see a lot of dust bunnies. Yeah, there's a few. 
from our bunny. Dust bunnies from the bunny. Yeah. The bunny rabbit, who's now feeling better. Yeah, he was sick. Good job, Greeley. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from last week. Yeah. Because Kathy got all sad. Uh, because the rabbit wasn't feeling well. Well, it was not easy. It's it, like having a child sick. You, yeah, you were as emotionally attached to this child, uh, to this bunny, as you were a child. I mean, yes. it really kind of threw you for a loop. Yes, yes. And you said, uh, I said, he's just sick. And you said to me, I said, it's like a cat or a dog gets sick. And you said, do cats and dogs get sick? <laughs> I've never had one. And I, I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but I've never taken care of a sick dog or a sick cat. Of course. You know? Everything gets sick. I know. But here was the problem. I was dropping Greeley off at my parents because we were going to Seattle. And so I felt that I could not leave him while he was sick because that isn't fair to my parents. A, and me, would I'd be emotional. It's holiday season. Did you have some fireclaw? No, Bethany, those are Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Claw. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. Is this the airport, Claw? We're here. Say, Grizz, me and Bethany figured out the perfect gift for you. Oh, Uncle Lewis, you didn't have to buy me anything. Damn it, Bethany, he guessed it. Oh, that was fun. I love riding in cars. (laughs) When did you move to Florida? <laughs> oh, Christmas vacation. It's the best. I know, but there's so much context around that clip. Like, unless you've seen the movie, you don't understand. Everybody has to see that movie okay. like a bunch so of times. So you could know who Bethany is. That's right. Because she wraps cats. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. Shh. <laughs> Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. <laughs> Just glad to be here. Yeah. All right. Um, so Helping Hands Maid Services, their phone number is 630-530-1324. Um, they're actually collecting items to donate to the victim, victims of the tornado here in Illinois. Oh, nice. So yet another example of how uh, Helping Hands is a part of the community and giving back. They're, um, what they're called is beyond, you know, they're called Helping Hands, mm-hmm. and that goes beyond cleaning houses. Got that it right. It goes to philanthropy as well. That's right. So um, support them, support us. All that good stuff. So helpinghandsmaidservices.com. So number one. So we're going to give you four tips. We're going to give you four tips. But before we do that, do you know what I have to do? What? I have to I have to say a tournament of bad from a week ago. Is it on me? Kind of. Let's hear it. Because since we're going to talk about holiday tips, mm-hmm. is that about two or three weeks ago, right before we left for Thanksgiving, Todd and I were in the car. And if you have XM or Sirius Radio... You can get holiday music on Channel 4 or Channel 17. Oh, yeah. So I was listening to great old holiday music because I think Channel 4 is like classic or it's vice versa. It doesn't matter. Right. One of them is classic. And I was listening to it and Todd said, what would you say? I can't listen to that until after Thanksgiving. We got to wait. And why? it's not just Todd who feels that way. I think a lot of people say that because they get very upset about blowing off Thanksgiving. And I kind of, this is, you know, stepping back from that. To listen to holiday music because it makes you happy is not something you need to postpone in your life. That if you want to listen to a holiday song in July, why don't you go ahead and do that? Because that's only brings joy to your life. And I, I find the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I find that we do things like we qualify things and we force ourselves to suffer in some way. So we feel that we earn it. <laughs> you ready for my counterpoint? Well, you, can I finish? Let me finish this. I'd rather f- 
start my counterpoint I know you before would. you finish your point. I know you would. Go but ahead. Let me just close this up. And I just kind of feel like that's one of the things we're talking about on this show is you don't have to delay feeling good because you feel like you have to suffer and earn it in some way or that it's somehow marked by a calendar when you can start to feel this joy or enjoy this song. I think that those are old ways of thinking. And I think if you let listen to holiday music before Thanksgiving, it's okay. Who's cuckoo? You are. Why? Here's the deal. Okay. <clears throat> the whole beauty of holiday music is the waiting to get it. If you start listening to it in July or November, then it's not as good in December. That's because it's, your belief system is is you have to hold out. It's about the anticipation of it. Right. So if we're listening to it, let's be extreme. Let's say you listen to it all year around. Right. Okay? I don't want to do that. I know, but let's just okay. use that example. Okay. Then obviously it's not as special when you get to hear Frosty and Rudolph because when you hear in the last few months, what's so a big deal? Well, so it's about post delayed gratification. So when see, December, but that's the thing is we do a lot. I'm hold on, I'm not done with my point. Okay. Delayed gratification. So when December comes, then it makes everything that much better. Did you just decide you won? <laughs> I just won. <laughs> I just won the argument. Well, did you hear it? I did. I heard everybody clapping for you. You can think that way, and I don't need to change your mind. Mm -hmm. I just want to lay out there for people that you can trust joy in your life, mm -hmm. and that if something makes you feel good, that you don't have to suffer for it. You don't have to say, well, I can't listen to that station until the day after Thanksgiving because I don't deserve it yet. That's that's crazy childlike talk. And if you want to listen to and again if you're like no that's what i like okay then that's your joy like that's why i don't need to convince you differently because if you really if there's some kind of big joy you get about listening to that first holiday song the day after thanksgiving i'm not going to take that away from you but i feel like there's i think we do that with a lot of things you know what i mean i do we feel that we need to I'm all for delaying gratification with certain things like save money and you don't need to eat a whole cake and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's all balance. And that when those holiday stations come on, I was very excited to listen to it. And it gave me two more weeks of enjoying that music. And I am in no way tired of it. Everybody who agrees with Kathy, clap. <laughs> Everybody who agrees with me. Really clap. Yeah. Well, let me just say, if it's not about holiday music, just think about that point in the context of your life. If there are things that you just don't do, because people do that with things like, I'm, I can't eat that until two weeks. I can't wear that dress until I have a special occasion. I'm not going to bring out my china until I have people over. And guess what? You don't get to eat that because you forget that you said two weeks from now. <laughs> you never use your china because nobody comes over and that dress still has tags on it because you never wear it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I used to not light my candles because mm -hmm. I'd be like, I want to save it. What am I saving it for? Well, light it's like the, the whole candle. like use the china on normal days. Right. And and the thing is, is... I don't understand China, by the way. I know. We didn't we didn't register for I China. I don't get China. You don't so get, China is good plates. It's really good plates. And I think there's some background that you, you hand it down in families and... But eventually, somebody's got to buy it first. Right, right. And right. in, in my... I actually have some that was handed down to me. I don't know if it's China, but it's nice enough and we never use it. No. It's in a box. I don't even know where it is. That's my point, is like, let's get out the China. I kind of like our plates. They work. They function. I understand well, China. Well, and that's and we don't have to. I'm using it as a metaphor, but like let's let's light the candles 
and let's, let's dance in the rain. Let's dance in the rain. And remember when I am an old woman, you shall I wear shall purple. <laughs> You shall wear purple. What does that mean? I think it means just what we're talking about. Like, do what you want to do and quit putting so restrictions on it. So she doesn't want to wear it. purple when she's young? Well, maybe she always kind of dressed down. I actually, I don't want to pretend I know. I haven't read my that book. My mom had that book. I know everybody had that book. It used to be in my house growing up. I think the point I'm, is. I'm a middle-aged man and I love wearing purple. I know. Maybe well, I should write a book that says that. And that's the thing is we have all these rules. You can't wear this unless you do this. You can't say this unless. The, it, we have these dumb rules and we were, let's have fun. How's that? How about just be cool, man? <laughs> be cool. All right. So as long as we're talking about uh tournament of bad, let me finish my tournament of bad. Okay. So I found that there's this new thing that Fisher Price is selling called newborn to toddler activity seat for the iPad device. Yikes. Soothing, entertaining. So basically it's like a bouncy chair that we all had our kids on and it has like this contraption, this lever arm, like on, an the, arm. on the side and you put your iPad right in front of this kid's face. And this is for like six month olds yeah. or three month olds. Whoever you put your, the kid, you know, yeah, this whatever is like for age a you put a kid in a bouncy chair. infant baby. Yeah. What are people thinking? Yeah. Why, why, why? A, a three-month-old is going to be entertained by looking out the window, and if you start stimulating that kid's brain, you're hardwiring that kid's brain at three months old to start acknowledging technology at such a young age. I, I don't needing know, that kind of stimulation. I don't know anything about the brain, really. I'm not a neurologist. Just, you aren't? Just so you know. Okay. I didn't that's know that. But effing some kids up. Yeah. That's really well, what is going on. It's not It's not setting the stage, you know, like if you do, and again, I'm not a brain um, expert at all either, but we did have to study, you know, how technology affects the brain. Right. And the thing is, is there's these things that happen naturally just by being active in the world, an active participant, holding people's hands, looking into the mother's eyes, looking out and seeing a tree. There's things that happen naturally. These synapses start to form in the brain. And if you start putting iPads and technology and, and iPhones in front of these kids, these things are not going to happen. And so we have to remember that just because they sell something doesn't mean it's good for your kid. And that's something that, again, 10 years ago, I the class that I'm talking about was um, the Parent Coaching Institute in Seattle, where I got my parenting certification. And Gloria DeCatano, who uh, created the program, one of the courses she created was, you know, living in a media age and how the, you know, how media affects a child's brain. And she was talking about it way before anyone was talking about it. Yeah. When she was talking about it, people still thought that baby Einstein helped your kid's brain grow. Yeah. And now we know that sitting them in front of a TV is not... Kind of like in the olden days when uh, doctors used to say smoking was good for you. It calmed you down. Calms you down. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is Smart people it's, thought that. It's exactly. And it's not about then, you know, making them bad people. It's about we get more education and we understand how the brain works. And instead of pretending we don't know, and there is a sense of also... Um, we all kind of know in our gut that putting a child in a bouncy seat and putting an iPad in front of them is not probably the best idea. No. I mean, it may make us feel like, okay, good, they're busy and I can go take well, a shower. Well, and parents are going to justify it by saying, oh, no, we're just going to use the nature app where they look at, like, I don't know, nature scenes. But see, then it's put them out screen. the window it's, to yeah. look at a real, you know. And, and again, technology will be a part of their lives in some way, but don't make it all of, you know, don't have it fill in every gap Especially for them. Especially when they're that young. Oh, my gosh, they don't need it. So we're a third of the way in. I hope everybody's enjoying these four <laughs> holiday tips that we have. You know, somebody commented on one of our shows 
shows a while ago saying, I've been listening five minutes and you haven't said any tips. I know. No tips. <laughs> okay. Then let's start with number one. All right. Number one, family. Okay. Um, trickiest part of holidays. Yeah. You got to balance between my family. I have uh, divorced parents. I have a mom and a dad. You have family. You have family coming in from Florida. It, I think, is by far is the creates the most amount of tension. Yeah. So that's my problem. I don't have any tips. So you just want to lay that problem. Well, what I would say the tip would be is you have to, many of you, if you've been married a while or together a while or you've had your children a while, you may have already worked something out where you do, you know, one day with this family, one day with this family, you may already have a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And if that's so, that's great. You know, maybe you don't have any stress around this. For those of you who still have stress around this or you feel like you are not getting what you would like out of the holiday it comes down to what we always talk about on the show. You have to communicate it. Um, you have to say, this part is bothering me. You know, can we switch this? Can we talk about this? Can we maybe, you know, something that you and I kind of had to figure out is that we had to not be so busy uh-huh. all the time. Is that something else is, um, you know, your family or your friends or whoever may want to spend a lot of time with you, but maybe you make the choice to have some downtime with just your family so your kids aren't being driven to 10 places in two days. Well, and I think your point is exactly what I was about to say, which is it's so easy to forget about your own family mm-hmm. that you're creating. This is a parenting show. So we've all have kids, or at least most people who listen to the show have kids. And it's easy to put your own new immediate family aside for the sake of moms and dads Uh and grandmas and grandpas who might get hurt if you decide to, hey, spend Christmas with your own family, with your wife and your child. Right. Well, there's, yeah, there's a lot of guilt around this, this, and, you know, something you and I have discussed because it does, I don't think it means as much to us is everybody gets very focused on the day that you have to be here on the day. Well, what about the five days around that day? As long as we're all together, what, what's the difference? I don't, and again, I know there's traditions. I'm not trying to be, what's the word? I'm not trying to disrespect what other people find important, but can we find that middle ground where what's important to us, you know, like that we can at least have a voice mm-hmm. about what we would like to and, and find a place in the middle? Because a lot of times we just end up saying, well, they need us there. They want us there. And, you know, we we kind of don't even create our own traditions right. because we're doing what everybody else tells us to do. And I think that there's a place in between. It's not about disregarding everyone else's needs. Right. It's about saying, okay, we'll do this, but we're not going to do this part. Right. You know, it's like finding that balance. Well, and I think that goes into tip number two. Shoulds. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I should see my mom. I should see my dad. I should see my grandma. I should see my grandpa. I should see uncle whatever. And it puts my own needs aside. And I that's should, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I should go to the party that, you know, my friends are having. I should do the 10 fundraisers that the school is organizing. I should, you know, this time of year, the reason I think it gets so stressful is because every school, family, organization, put something together to celebrate the holiday. If you are connected to a lot of these things, you are going to be asked to either share your time or to at least show up or to give money. And you've got to make a decision. First of all, you have to recognize that you don't have to do every single thing. You have to have some focus about where you want to put your attention. And that saying no doesn't make you a bad person. Right. Because what you're actually doing is saving your own sanity. And like you were just saying with the family, you're you're giving yourself 
you're opening up that space so you have more room, emotional uh, ability, and patience with your own family. So I find that, you know, around this time, I don't, I, I can't say that I don't get stressed. That wouldn't be true because I definitely feel pressure. But it's recognizing that every time I get an email saying, show up here, show up there, that I know right away, I don't have to do that. Don't be afraid to disappoint people. If it works out, great. Or if it's something that's super close to my heart um, that, you know, maybe I've been working on too, of course. But, you know, it's just too much to think that you can do it all. And we carry such guilt and we're such martyrs about doing it all. So tip number one, have a balance with with your family. family. Um, tip two is when you say should, what's our tip to question that? Anytime you say have to or should or need, um, it's just one of those. Sorry. Todd shoes on his pen in the microphone and it like goes into my earphone. Like it it hurts. And probably everybody else. And probably everybody. Um, but it's questioning whenever that word comes up in your head, should usually means it's somebody else's voice telling you that you're supposed to. Right. And you may then decide, oh, no, I want to do it too. But you also may decide, you know what, that's not really, that doesn't serve me. And the thing that we have to understand with saying no is that if you are going to a place resentful or depleted or annoyed, then you are not helping the people who are there. You're doing them a disservice too. And so if you're showing up at an event pissed off before you've even you know, you're probably not doing something right. You're not. Well, you're not. It's not fair to the people who are there. Right. If you're showing up and you're like, oh, I want to be here, then your energy is good for the occasion. But isn't there space for sometimes you don't always do things that you want to do. There's some sense of shoulds, isn't there? Well, there's always balance. Again, you know, I always feel like we have to go to these extremes. Of course, you need to go to school. Of course, you need to show up for work. I'm not talking about things that are we know that we need to walk through maybe that initial discomfort because it's for the the good of the whole. Mm -hmm. But what I'm talking about is, you know, like I'm saying, every organization, every school, every neighborhood has a party in the next couple weeks. You can't be at all you the parties. You can't be at all of them, or you can't be at every tree lighting, or you can't be at every caroling event. But what a lot of families do, Todd, is they get in the car, they go from one thing, then at 6 o'clock they go to the next thing, and then they jump to the next thing, and they do it in the name of, you know, there's a martyr thing. Right. See how I'm showing up for everything? But right. you're exhausted. Your kids aren't necessarily having fun. That's why you're feeling stressed out. And there's a, if you can step back from the holidays and say what things – sound good to me, then not only are you showing up with, um, to, you know, to be present for a situation, but you're the energy that you're bringing to the situation is good. If you're showing up at everything just because you think you should, I don't know if you're adding. What's the, uh, ad that they talk about? You deserve a break today. Is I think it- that's McDonald's. That's an mm-hmm. old McDonald's one. Old McDonald had a farm. Not old, not old McDonald, oh. Mc- old McDonald's ad. Why was it old McDonald's farm? I wonder. Because that was his name. Thank you. <laughs> and um, he had a farm. So our next partner is Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. And you might be able to help me with this, sweetie. Okay. They have this uh, EFT for parents yeah. and kids on December oh. 14th. Oh, good. At 10 a.m. Dr. Kelly told me they were going to do that because I didn't get to go to the first EFT. So Because that- you're busy shooting somewhere. 
I was not shooting somewhere. You weren't shooting? You know what? You were traveling. Oh, and I should not travel. And Jace and Skylar had a meeting. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, so there was choices that yeah. needed to be. So see, there's a perfect example of you were just saying, don't we have to do certain things? In that situation, I wanted to go to the CFT thing at Dr. Kelly's, but my daughter had an obligation. I had other two girls at home and you were traveling. So of course, I'm not going to say, forget all of you. Right. I'm going to go do what I want to do. There are times when you have to make those kind of choices right. that are best for the whole. Right. But if you were home, am I getting off target? What's EFT? <laughs> Emotional freedom technique. And what is that? It's it, it's similar to, it's the same thing as if you've heard of tapping and it's basically where you release energy by, I'm, you can't see me, but like by- um, You're beating your chest like a gorilla. Well, it's it, energy points. It's similar to acupuncture or, you know, it has a it connection to chiropractic where- This might be a good tip for people to check this out. Yeah. You're releasing- tension from the body and you're releasing energy that that no that no longer needs to be all pent up like so that. it's at tree of life chiropractic uh-huh. care on december 14th at 10 a.m if you want more information give us an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com or you can check out um dr kelly's uh web which is chirotree.com uh and then they also do all our chiropractic work too at so 10 a.m that's great 630-941-8733 check them out what day of the week is that uh, December 14th. Uh, let me, is that Friday? I'll tell you in a second. Okay. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Saturday morning. Okay. I'm, I'm like doing my own little That's right. thing here. Okay. Um, so I, I want to uh, break from what we're talking about just for a second. Because so what have we talked about so far? Family? And should. And should. So we okay. got two more amazing tips, but after I play this clip, <laughs> be, it's not a movie clip. Okay. Um, this was something that Shafali posted, uh, who's a friend of ours, and she's actually going to be on our show in, a, in about a month. But it was a, an old clip of Jenny Jones' show. Remember the Jenny Jones show? Yeah. And it was about uh, that oh. boy with the drill sergeant. Oh, yeah. So I'll try to set it up. Basically, you got a drill sergeant screaming at this little guy, and his mom's like off to the side. So, yeah, do you guys, if you guys remember Jenny Jones, it was very much like Maury. Boot camp for my preteen. So, this, so this mom brought her son on because she was saying he doesn't respect her. And so, what Jenny Jones did is she had a, a drill sergeant there to scare this little boy because. That's how fear we think. tactics fear tactics are the way to go in Zen parenting radio. <laughs> yeah, not we think that's an old, outdated way of thinking. Is that you? If you scare a child enough, then they will somehow then just all of a sudden have great behavior. So here we go with cocoon. You love that woman right there. You love her, right? Yes, sir. Yes, now you're not an adult till you're 18. Do you want me to be your daddy for the next eight years, son? Huh? Yes, sir. You do. <laughs> Why you want me to be your daddy? I have no daddy. You have no daddy? Well, let me tell you something. Come here. Give me a hug. The best part about that clip is, first of all, the drill sergeant was completely caught off guard. Sweetie's crying. (laughs) It's okay. Be proud of those tears. I know. I just, I don't like listening. So the drill sergeant was completely caught off guard and he didn't know what to say. And he asked him, why do you want me to be your daddy? And the kid told him that. And he gave the kid a hug. So he softened up immediately. And then he pulled the kid off of the stage. He broke character. He broke character because it was worth that moment. And I don't know what this drill sergeant guy said to that little boy backstage, but that was the most appropriate response 
you'd ever want to see. Like he could have made a big thing out of it on stage, but it wasn't about that. This kid was crying inside and this little, and this drill sergeant I loved. Well, and the most important um, part of that, um, I can't hold it together. Oh, I, I know it'll pull you together. Okay. A little bit of this. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. Did that help? <laughs> Not really. The, the um, one year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> okay, so what I was going to say was that he... Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> okay, Eddie. <laughs> that was my last one. Okay, so what I was going to say was why that is so important is because, just like we were saying, so they bring a drill sergeant on to scare this little boy because the mom's like, oh, he doesn't respect me. And why he's struggling with his relationship with his mother, I don't even know these people, but he's feeling that loss mm. of not having a man mm. in his life and or a dad or someone who makes him feel safe. Maybe it doesn't even need to be a man, but just a a figure that's making him feel safe. And the fact that he was able to, you know, the drill sergeant's trying to break him down and he allowed him to break him down Mm -hmm. and say, really what I need is this. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's everything we talk about on this show is, you know, discipline, I guess, has its place. Actually, we we interview, like you were just saying, Shafali in a couple of weeks, she's the author of The Conscious Parent and she has a new book coming out about discipline, basically saying that discipline doesn't work. Mm -hmm. The whole concept of discipline is not really what shifts a child's behavior. What it really is, is is it's relational. It's how they relate to you. It's how you relate to yourself. It's what you role model and it's what they experience when they are with you. That's what determines their behavior. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that and they get mad about it. I even do sometimes because I would like to just point a finger and say that has nothing to do with me. But I am part of that situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to that interview. But speaking of interviews, last Friday we posted a show with Nancy Mullen. Yes. And I want to play a quick clip from that because I think because it was after Thanksgiving, maybe a lot of people didn't get a chance to listen to it. Yeah, it was our, our next segment of conversations with people we love. And again, like Todd said, it was last Friday after Thanksgiving. And Nancy Mullen is an advocate for LGBT youth. Um, she's also an author. She's written a book called Urban Tide Pool, which is a memoir. Um, but also, you know, like every good memoir, has a lot of good lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also a social worker. And, you know, as we said, she's been working with um, LGBT youth for years and years. So it was a very insightful interview for us because it gave us an understanding of uh, language that's used in the LGBT community, because some of us are just completely unaware. Great. Unless you're working in the community, we don't know. you don't know how to... And uh, here's an example of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? How, what, from a percentage standpoint, how I would assume that there's a ton more uh, homosexual people out there than transgenders. Is that safe to say? Yes. Okay. Is it like, you know, for every hundred, you know, if you have an umbrella of LGBT, is like 90 of them just homosexual and the other struggling with? You How know, come you don't use the word gay? <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to be as. I was just going to say, I was just talking about words. Oh, well, you just said LGBT youth, right? But you're LGBT. saying homosexual. homosexual. Oh, so really? Gay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is that okay? It's clinical. It nobody, is. nobody uses it in. In, in the community. So gay. Gay. All right. I feel like Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we... <laughs> <laughs> because, no, I'll be honest. You're right. When I was growing up, 
you know, if somebody wanted to make fun of somebody, they used the word gay. Right. Right. right? They it's still kind of, do. They, there's still a lot of that so gay kind of stuff happening at the schools, but it, it's an identity. I'm so glad you called me out on that, honestly, because I otherwise I would continue to think that the appropriate word is homosexual. And you're saying the appropriate word is gay. If you're talking about gay, yes. Again, okay. if you're talking and, about. There you go. So that's my clip of me being ignorant when it comes to terminology with the gay people out there. Well, and it's good. It's a good learning. And what I think is important in not just with the LGBT community, but with any community or any culture that you're unsure, ask, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know that's not always easy to do. Right. um, You know, but if it's about traditions, like right now, there's a lot of different holidays going on. Um, You know, we're like in the middle of, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah. What day are we on or is it done? I Hanukkah, know. I think, started on Thanksgiving. But, you know, if you have a friend who is Jewish and they're celebrating Hanukkah, um, you know, tell me about that. What do you do? You know, if you know someone who celebrates Kwanzaa, sometimes we, we're so nervous about offending that we right. don't even ask the yeah, question. We, yeah. And that's why I like that interview, because Nancy was really wonderful and forthcoming about giving us information that neither you or I had. No. And so if you want to listen to it, it's from last Friday. So just go to ZenParentingRadio.com, look at our archives, and it's from last Friday. So, um, So now we have two more tips that we promised that we would give out okay the third one is yours actually oh, they're, they're all kind of yours well are they you, yeah. yours was family the awareness of what you want so awareness and this kind of leads into the number four um also but i feel like when the holidays come we get back into kind of the same cycle we were in the year before or we just kind of repeat what we've done every year and oftentimes we're just so glad when they're over or we're so nervous heading into them and I guess my tip would be you can, especially now, it's the very beginning of December, stand back and decide what kind of holiday season you would like to have. Create an intention. Create an intention. And I don't mean about create a plan for every day. I don't mean this in a structured business type way. I mean it from an emotional perspective. What What do you believe the holiday is supposed to be about? What is the most important thing to you? What do you want to teach your children about the holiday? And if you can have that awareness or have that written somewhere or have a picture of that or have a vision board about it, I don't care how you do it, then maybe you can walk toward it instead of just throw your hands up and say the holiday season is stressful and awful because it's not. The holiday season, the whole point of it is to recognize our connection to each other, to practice love in our everyday lives, to um, to figure out how we can help other people, and to kind of re, you know, what's I, I already said reconnect to people again, but it's like to get that sense of oneness back mm-hmm. again. Right. You know, it's to that's the point of the holiday season, and if you. If your whole holiday season is about what do I wear, I have to go to all these parties, I'm spending so much money, this is so annoying, then you might be missing the the you know, the important aspect of the season. If there was only some type of program set up <laughs> in order to have this holiday calm that you speak of. Well, do you have any tips? I do. Well, and Todd is leading into the fact that um, I do an annual holiday retreat and it's a virtual retreat, so you don't have to live here in Chicago. It's called Eight Days of Holiday Calm. I did it last year, and it was wonderful. It was actually, I think, my favorite one because I've done several ho- or virtual retreats. And the whole point of it is exactly what I was just saying. That's why I was saying number three leads into number four, is the whole point of it is setting a tone for your holidays and being more conscious of what you were creating in your day and what you were offering to the people in your family. And you know what? Everybody has a different 
vision of how they want their holidays to be. There is no one way. Mm. I'm not saying, here, do this, do this. I'm saying open the door to actually feeling what you would like it to be. And here are some ways to kind of, you know, process this. So if I sign up for this retreat, uh, what do I get out of it? Okay. So if you decide you want to do this eight days of holiday calm retreat, it starts on December 9th. So today is actually, yeah, so it's a week before. Um, So you could sign up anytime this week. Um, What you get out of it is emails. So all you need is an email account. You're going to get a um, daily email from me. Uh, focusing on um, a subject that will... It It has a theme. It has a theme, and it'll focus your attention on something you probably wouldn't have focused on. Like the first day, just so, you know, just to put this out there, we're going to talk about mindfulness, Mm -hmm. being conscious of the season, being conscious of what you want, being conscious of what you're putting out there. And just setting that tone for the eight days is going to shift a lot of your thinking. It's going to shift a lot of your decision making. And again, you decide what's most important to you, but at least it'll make you conscious of your decisions. That's all this is about. So not only do you get um, an email, but Todd and I are going to do special Zen Parenting Radio podcasts only for the retreat. It's not something that's going to be on iTunes or whatever. It's just special for the retreat. Um, I also do a Facebook page where people in the retreat can communicate with each other. And we've already got a pretty good load of people right now. And so if you really want to connect with people about what they're doing, um, that's a good place. And I also post things on that Facebook page just to enhance the experience. Um, I'm also trying to figure out how to send texts to people during the day, just as reminders. We got to figure that out because we don't want to inundate people. Like if somebody, if you have this great text. And then 50 people respond to it. Well, and somebody says, oh, thanks for the reminder. I, I don't know how to get that to it, it only coming to you because I I, I'm afraid it comes to everybody. Unless I can figure it out in a way that will not annoy people, I won't do it. Right, exactly. So, but but I'm, I think one of the most important part of your retreats, and I don't even know if this is by design, but the whole community part with Facebook yeah. thing, like it, it's it starts having a life of its own. Yeah, like it people does. start coming up with ideas, and we're all like leaning on each other to say, "How do we want to center ourselves during this chaotic holiday season?" Yeah, like people will be like, "Here's what I'm doing. Oh, that's a great idea. I want to do that." too. Like as much as, you know, I'm sending out the emails and saying, here's some things to focus on. People go all different directions with it. It's not about Kathy's stuff. It's about think about this for yourself. And then all of a sudden, all these people have ideas. And I just think it sets, it's again, it's eight days. It's Monday through Friday, take the weekend off. And then it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week. So it's right before the kids get out of school that you'll be done. And it just, it gets you grounded and centered about what you want to practice. This mm-hmm. month, and it's a great way to con, you know to launch you into the next year because obviously New Year's is going to be coming up too. And we're going to be heading into 2014, and I, Todd and I, have been so busy that I considered not doing this retreat, mm-hmm. and I re- I realized that it's not at all a should that I need it too, right? And that if I didn't do it, I would. You'd Probably, be more prone to the chaos. I would be more prone to the chaos. So so there is some uh, very personal reasons that I'm doing this too, where I want to focus on these. Um, issues that are most important to my heart and not get lost in the chaos of the season. So how do you sign up? So you can go to our Facebook page um, and it, I, there's a link right on our page. I posted it like five or six times. Um, it'll also be in the show notes. Yep. And if you can't find a way to um, you know, to sign up for it, just email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Um, and, or you can go to my Facebook page, kathycadams.com and, you know, shoot me an email from the contact page. There's, so I don't want you to feel like if you can't find it, email us cause we'll get it to you yeah. or even through Facebook message us yeah. and we'll send it to you. Either one. Um, and it's really a wonderful experience. So 
please sign up. Yeah. Um, create calm. Create calm. Um, so, as and let's let that get into some of our other things. Uh, Avid Company, they are painters, remodelers all over the Chicagoland area. They are friends of ours. They do a lot of work for us and do a lot of work for our community. And Jeremy just had another baby. And Jeremy just had another baby He's boy. He's the president. He's got two boys now. Um, so, give them a call, 630-956-1800 uh, if you want to get, uh, you know, kitchen redone, bathroom redone. They do little projects all the way up to the big projects like putting a second floor in a house so 630-956-1800-avidco.net um so let's promote some other things um well my books if you need to get a gift for somebody um go to kathycadams.com i have both books available for $20 total for both of them. Um, you can also go to amazon.com. It's a great gift for either someone who's pregnant or a new parent, or it, you know, um, I remember a few years ago, people were telling me they were buying it for the grandparents Mm. because it kind of gave a framework of what kind of parenting someone was trying to do. And it helped with, you know, talking to the grandparents about the choices they're making in their own parenting. So it's a good gift in that too. Um, and then that's really all I got. Uh, well, we have the Girl Rising documentary coming oh, up. Yeah, we only have seven spots left. Seven spots left. So get it in now. So if you want to go see Girl Rising on January 21st here in Lombard um, at the AMC Theater, it sounds like it, from what the page says, we only, we're already at 92 or 93. So we need seven more people to sign up to green light the show, but I think we're going to make it. But if you really wanted to go, do it right away because... I can't even promise you the seats will be available when you're listening to this. Um, Go to our Facebook page and you will see a link to Girl Rising um, where you can get your tickets. And again, if you can't find it, email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I will send you the link. And one more shout out to Heather Criswell. She's the author of How to Raise a Happy Child. She donated two tickets that we're going to give away. We just haven't figured out how. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. You're awesome. Um, and then I have my men's retreat coming up. We actually moved it up moved it up by one weekend, February 28th through March 2nd. There's a few spots left. So if you're interested, uh, shoot me an email at comments. It's in parentingradio.com. And I feel like there's one other thing I wanted to promote. I don't know what it was, though. The fact that we have to pick up our child in five minutes? That's one thing we have to promote. Um, no, you did a good job. Um, uh, like us on Facebook, give us a review on iTunes. We've been review list for the last few weeks. So if you haven't given us a review, do us a solid. And we'll read them on the show. So just to sum up, as Todd is sending us off with music, are you going to send us yeah, off I'm with music? Yeah, I'm going to send you off with some music. Is four things to have a wonderful holiday season. Um, family. Family. Talk it through. Communicate. Don't just do the whole should thing, yeah. which is number two. Be conscious of the shoulds and the have-tos. Um, number three, be aware of what you want to create in this holiday season. And if you're struggling with that, I have a retreat to offer. There Join me. It um, starts December 9th, a Monday, uh, so next week. And um, we just want you to have a great holiday season because it's all about love, people. All you need is love. Nah, 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 nah. All you need is love. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> all you need is love. <laughs> love. Love is all all you you need. need. And that's the truth. That's the truth. So. Adios. Adios. Have a great week.